0: An indictment of Donald Trump for criminal election interference can come any day now. The grand jury in Washington, D.C. investigating Donald Trump's 2020 election interference meets again on Tuesday, July 25th, and it appears... Special counsel Jack Smith has wrapped up his investigation and is ready to indict. Last week, Trump received a target letter informing him of an imminent indictment, yet, Trump turned down Jack Smith's offer to testify before the grand jury, opting instead to post deranged QAnon messages on his social media platform and further incriminating himself. And one key event we are learning that special counsel Jack Smith is focused on is a February 2020 Oval Office meeting where Donald Trump was apparently so encouraged By federal efforts to protect the election system for the 2020 election, he suggested the FBI and Department of Homeland Security hold a press conference with him so he could brag and take credit for their accomplishments. But then he said, Oh, wait, I'm going to claim that this thing is stolen. The next month in April, he began making allegations of election fraud and spreading this false narrative that his own government, that his own FBI was rigging the election against him. Also, the Department of Justice today sent a very powerful letter to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan, who is somehow the chair of the Judiciary Committee in the House of Representatives, calling him out for spreading lies about the Trump-appointed Republican federal prosecutor from Delaware, David Weiss. You'll recall that the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives took public testimony from fake whistleblowers at the IRS last week, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, who claimed that Weiss was obstructed in his criminal case against Hunter Biden, mostly during the time When Donald Trump was still in office, Weiss disagrees because that is absolutely crazy and is like, what in the world are you? talking about. And the Department of Justice says, while this isn't normal protocol because the case is still pending, they will make David Weiss available for public testimony to expose the MAGA Republican lies. I like the DOJ fighting back. Also, I like when Bidenomics is winning because that's good for the American people regardless of your political party, right? A manufacturing boom has swept across the country in President Biden's two and a half years in office with the South and Mountain West, including several red states, having especially strong growth, according to. Actual statistics, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Economists, meanwhile, from Morgan Stanley are crediting President Biden's economic policies with driving an unexpected surge in the U.S. economy. Illegal border crossings drop to the lowest level in over two years. Homicides and violent crime are both down. Inflation is reaching below 3%, and America leads all G7 nations in economic growth. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis continues to be Ron DeSantis. It didn't happen to a worse human being, but (laughs) he deserves everything coming his way. This is the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. Brothers, how are you doing? Doing great. Ben, you sound hyped up today. Remember to take a breath.
1: Remember to take a breath when you are running through all that incredible news. We have an action-packed show today so much going on we are once again on indictment watch yes another week another indictment watch Jordy is breaking out the inhaler i gotta love it we got the most entertainment, <laughs> most gripping entertainment right now folks we have barbie we got oppenheimer we got donald trump indictments what could be better folks what could be better and i i had a great barbenheimer weekend myself got to go to the movie theater uh get out see oppenheimer one day i saw barbie the next day both great movies and and honestly just super cool to see the movie theaters packed with people going out, enjoying their lives. It really felt like a pre-pandemic times when people actually went out to the movies and when people were all centered on cultural events. I think it's honestly pretty cool, and I think we've been missing that a lot in this country and in the world, quite frankly, since COVID caused so much disruption. But man, good to be here with you, brothers. Good to be here with the Midas Mighty. Jordy. how are you doing today?
2: I am doing well. And Brett, to your point, so most people don't know this, but I sit with the inhaler right under my laptop during the shows, just just in case I need them. And that Ben introduction, I needed it on behalf of Ben while he was going. I I, I took a puff. So Ben, very exciting news day. Brett, you're doing good. And I want to throw down this challenge to the Midas mighty right now on the onset challenge. of the podcast. Challenge. So here we go. So last Monday, I think we said 40 um, new memberships for the Geordie emoji, and y'all crushed it. Crushed and it. this entire week, Brett has been complaining that he does not have his own emoji. So I'm going to raise the bar a little bit. Oh, 70 yeah. emo- seventy memberships, and you get a Brett emoji today. You
1: know what? You know what? It's Honestly, it's going to be too easy because we got to 30 so quick. Let's make it 100. 100 memberships. Okay.
0: Ooh, Brett's changing the script. Yeah, so 100 you think, memberships. You you this is Tuesday? how you get the memberships on the YouTube channel. For those wondering, you hit that dollar sign on the bottom right. You get the memberships, which unlock the emojis. We don't have outside investors, so that's how we support this independent media platform. As I like to say, not the greatest business model in the world, but we have fun with the <laughs> we have fun with the emojis. Let's try to get 100 memberships, and then we will unlock the Brett emojis. Brett, as you talk about people enjoying their lives. It makes me remember, like, who doesn't like when people enjoy their lives? Like, who would attack something like the Barbie movie? The same people who would attack Mr. Potato Head, the same people who would attack the green Eminem. and the MAGA Republicans on a rampage going after the Barbie movie. Apparently the Barbie movie was too woke for them. Ben Shapiro (laughs) dressed up like Ken to show up to the Barbie movie. He actually dressed up like Ken and then made a a video of himself. This is how deranged MAGA Republicans are. He dressed up like Ken, watched the movie, and then made a video of himself burning Barbie dolls and then put that on YouTube. So while we're like going through Bidenomics here and we're talking about a bad manufacturing boom and we're going to, talk about how many jobs in California, how many jobs in Florida. They're making Barbie videos where they are destroying the Barbies and saying that the Barbie movie is too woke. But Brett, also, as you do mention this weekend of movies, I do want to give a shout out to all the unions out there, specifically SAG-AFTRA. And we stand in solidarity with them as well. There isn't a overall consumer strike there. And they say, go out to the movies, enjoy the movies. But I do want to give a shout out to all of them, all of those people on strike, you know, who are fighting for better wages. And it is important to me that we have an administration that is focused on unions in general and making sure people can have better paying jobs, making sure that we can have better jobs here in general in the United States of America. And you may recall, we should find this video for a future episode where we had some major uh, officials in various unions who saying, look, they're like, this isn't a political thing. I'm just giving you the objective data that Biden's been the most pro-union president like ever in the history of the United States of America. I also like that President Biden is using Marjorie Taylor Greene's words where she says he's continuing what FDR is doing and LBJ is doing and he is getting more jobs and he's focused on manufacturing because they live in the upside down world where getting more jobs and bringing infrastructure and like actually taking action to help people is a bad thing, they, they are promoting that as like, that 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 that's like a negative, like that's an insult on President well, Biden. <laughs> well, we 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 speak
1: about it all the time. Their t- part of their strategy, a, a large part of their strategy is making sure that you at home, that Americans across the country feel like crap. Like it, it is a is it it is a concerted effort by the Republican Party. And anything that is actually positive for Americans is ironically bad for the Republican Party, and they actually get upset when things are going well. Yeah. Like We're going to go through a string of successes, how basically every single Republican talking point that they've been pushing for the past couple of oh. years has completely blown up in their face. Like They have been wrong about absolutely every single one of them, and we will go through them one by one. But they are miserable when that happens because part of the way that they are able to achieve their gains electorally in this country is by making you feel depressed and making you feel like there is no hope. And making you stay home. It is part of their effort. So when they do see people actually going out and enjoying their lives, they need to inject their misery into it. They need to start burning Barbie toys. They need to just be as deranged as possible. They need to start complaining, oh, inflation's too low now. Gas prices are too low now. Like These are legitimate things that they say. And when you listen to them, you go, do they hear themselves? But yes, they do. It's just their strategy to make you feel as crappy as possible.
2: And what did, I mean, honestly, just what a doofy strategy. And they have to distract and they have to be this doofy because they don't have anything to actually run on. Like Ben Shapiro's burning dolls out there because he can't afford to go to his base and let them know, hey, you know, this Bidenomics thing, it's actually working. So he continues to stoke hate. Let's fight the woke. I mean, it's so bizarre. And I think, you know, again, I'm going to stay optimistic here. The majority of Americans see through this.
0: I I agree with you. I think A lot of Americans. And as like we talk about this uh, referendum in Ohio, for example, where you have 85% of independent women basically supporting the right to control their own bodies, like in Ohio, bipartisan support for this amendment to be added to the Constitution to allow women to have the right to make choices over their body. And it just goes to show you how deeply unpopular MAGA Republican positions are where they're taking away people. People's freedoms. But I want to talk about special counsel Jack Smith's investigation. I want to talk about the criminal investigations of other prosecutors. And the best way to start talking about this is showing Donald Trump's former lawyer. I guess she's no longer his lawyer. She's now the spokesperson who's like the worst spokesperson ever, Alina Haba. And she like struggles to understand the, the, like the laws that these are things for because she was like the espionage act. That's not a thing. Like it is. I don't know. That's never been used before. It, it is. It's, it's used quite frequently against people who engage in this type of conduct, it, it is, this is for nuclear secrets only like, no, no, it's not. And so she's now I think learning about Rico for the first time and racketeer, like, so she's learning about it. And so here's what she says when she. He's on Newsmax with Matt Gates. Now you know the MAGA (laughs) Republicans; they they just want to be podcasters and radio hosts. So Matt Gates, they've gone like they've taken it a step further than just like the Fox propaganda. They now host the shows on the right wing media. So here's Matt Gates, MAGA Republican Congress member, who's now the host. Of the Newsmax show interviewing Donald Trump's spokesperson as she tries to understand what a racketeering statute is and why Fawnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, may charge Donald Trump (laughs) under a RICO statute based on a common plan and scheme of enterprise to overthrow the results of a free and fair election in Georgia, Fulton County. Play this clip. In Fulton County, you've got the potential for a racketeering charge. That's not something people typically think about in the political lens. Uh, Do you think that a racketeering charge will be brought? And how would you even expect an indictment like that to be alleged?
3: I don't know, because when I think of racketeering, and it's funny, somebody mentioned this to me the other day. They said, racketeering is what they do for mobs. You know, that racketeering is an old school, old world thing. You don't associate that with the president. You don't associate that with something where he had a a phone call with lawyers where he didn't do anything wrong. But what you have again is election interference. They're going to tie him up in litigation. They're going to tie him up in depositions and trials. All the way up to the 2024 election. That is yeah. interfering. And, and do you think? Do you think
0: is. that's an old school, old world thing? They're going to tie him up in depositions and litigation. Okay, there is no depositions in a cri- <laughs> in a criminal case. There wouldn't be a deposition. Okay, like so, she doesn't know what she's talking about. That's an old world. Somebody told me who. Who is telling you? Is it just some random QAnon person? Because in the same breath that she struggles to know what RICO and racketeering is, it goes, this is something that the mob or mafia may do. Donald Trump's other advisor, and I guess sometimes spokesperson, Peter Navarro makes the mafia threat. Like literally within an hour or two of Alina Abba saying this. Here, play this clip of Peter Navarro acting like
4: John Gotti. Play this clip. Roughly half of Republicans and over a third of Democrats believe America is on the brink of civil war. If such an unthinkable war breaks out, it will be the Democrats' fall. In their quest for power, radical elements within the Democrat party have abandoned any pretense of fairness, tolerance, and justice. In their woke new world, Democrat strategists use unscrupulous lawfare tactics to skew our election system, even as weaponized bureaucracies like the Department of Justice, FBI, and National Archives, now under Democrat control, seek to destroy the Republican Party and its de facto leader, Donald Trump. The Democrat activists and strategists now driving this nation towards a second civil war have neither justice nor righteousness on their side. Instead, they are attempting to trample on our religions, disarm us, and impose all manner of woke, social, cultural, and economic changes that are far outside the bounds of America's traditions, traditional values, and constitutional roots. My strong admonition to these Democrats, as I appeal to the wiser in your party, is this. Back this anti-democratic truck up before it runs over you. Do you not understand that the longer you engage in your assaults on American families and values, the more likely a new civil war becomes? And do you not understand that the perverse precedents you are creating through your weaponized bureaucracies and woke attacks will come back to haunt you as soon as Republicans take back Trump's America from your cold, woke hands?
0: First off, What's, what is, what is these hand things that he's doing? Number one, On cold, number, number cold two, it's like a number, two <laughs> number two, threatening a civil war right here. Threaten, you know, and, and you just listen to the way these people talk. And I know large media networks and legacy media. They like to just pretend, oh, you yeah, know, just the Republicans. They're just, just a Republican party. These are conservatives. These are not conservatives. These are terrorists. These are terrorists. These are terrorists. And I'm not just saying that to be inflammatory. What are Democrats talking about? By the way, Democrats are not talking, you know, Democratic politicians, Democratic members of Congress are not like, we got to indict this mother effer right now. No, Democrats are talking about the economy. Democrats are talking about lowering the cost of prescription drug prices. Democrats are talking about making healthcare affordable and accessible. De- Democrats are like, talking about policies. This is what Donald Trump is talking about and posting. This is a one that he posted from Ted Nugent. This is this week. This weekend, this is also why we think indictments are very imminent as well from Special Counsel Jack Smith. This weekend was particularly deranged from Donald Trump. <laughs> but just look at the stuff that he's po- I mean, this stuff is so disqualifying. He reposts from Ted Nugent the following. January 6th will be remembered as the day the government set up a staged riot to cover up the fact they certified a fraudulent election reposted by Donald Trump, quick reposted question. by Donald quick. Trump. So disgusting. Quick, quick quick question for you just because I'm, I'm
1: just trying to get the facts straight. You know, facts, facts are important here. I'm trying to remember like January 6th. 2021 who was president then
0: who was the who, government
1: who, who controlled the government <laughs> back then i'm just trying to i'm just trying to remember because he's making some pretty inflammatory statements about the government oh wait he was pre- oh he was the government back then oh interesting interesting that's the and- thing too
0: with all of their fake whistleblower complaints where they go the government you know, you saw the cross examination of Raja Krishnamurthy, who, by the way, is going to be a guest on the show in the coming week or so. Congress awesome. member Raja Krishnamurthy, oh. and he's saying to the witnesses, "Who was the president?" In 2020. And then the, these witnesses, these fake whistleblowers, are like, well, who was the president? Okay. The president was who? Well, I don't understand. And the witnesses would be like, I, I don't understand that question. It was their fascist Furby speak, Ben. The president was was, you know, and Krishnamurthy did a great job because yep. a lot of these things they complain about. The FBI was out of control in October of 2020. He's your guy. Krista, you appointed the FBI director. The prosecutor's out of control. He's your prosecutor. Bill Barr's a right. Bill Barr's now a rhino. And that's the thing where large media better wake up right now and just say it the way we're saying it. Here are the facts, number one. And number two, they are saying things like January 6th was a psyop by the government and that somehow Biden was actually the government on January. What in the world are these people talking about? You know. And then he posts, again, he posts another one. He loved posting from this QAnon account called Fruit Snacks. I mean, just think about that, right? As <laughs> (laughs) President Biden is talking about manufacturing. Donald Trump is reposting on his social media platform from an account called Fruit Snacks. That's a QAnon account that's basically just doing QAnon memes and spreading January 6th conspiracy theories. Donald Trump is reposting it. And then here's another one from Fruit Snacks where where it says he doesn't silence his opponents. He shoves them into the spotlights and lets them destroy themselves. But if you look a little closer here, you see that below his lapel pin, there is a QAnon symbol. Oh, my goodness. Symbol right there. And this is a QAnon account. And as you scroll by these posts, guess, guess the only ads? on Trump's social media platform are QAnon t-shirts, where we go one, we go all t-shirts, the official t-shirts of a freaking death cult that is being advertised on Donald Trump's social media platform, which is why at some point you just have to say this, you know, wake up, people, because this ain't normal behavior. And yes, QAnon is a death cult. Their whole philosophy or their belief is that Donald Trump, through a violent coup, will take over all of the pedophiles in government, which he, which they say is Everybody in government, which is why they spread all of this stuff. He will conduct public executions on Capitol Hill and become the emperor of the United States. That is the Q anon belief. And Donald Trump every day is doing Q drops for Q anon, a death cult. And then and then it's like, oh, Donald Trump is uh, pursuing a a more tepid uh, campaign. What are you talking about? <laughs> wake up, wake up, Brett Jordy. Now, it's clear
1: that Donald Trump does operate like a terrorist. I think it is important that we use that terminology. He does also indeed operate like a mob boss. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Alina Habba, that that went over your head, that that is exactly how Donald Trump behaves. And frankly, that is exactly how the Republican Party behaves. And it's the same song and dance every time we get closer to an indictment. He continues on the same path, where as you get closer to indictments, he begins to ramp up his threats and his threats become more direct and he is purposely trying to stoke violence. And we've seen him succeed on January 6th, but we've seen him fail numerous times recently. Remember, he wanted a massive crowd outside the Miami courthouse at the last indictment. Some people showed up Not a lot of people, though, right? He wanted a massive crowd of protests. Everybody take the streets in Manhattan. A few people showed up, not all that many people. But now he's trying to do the same things. And he has his people like Peter Navarro and other people who he worked with make statements also like, oh, you don't want to see what's going to happen if you do this. If you do this, there's going to be bad things coming your way, Jack Smith. Bad things coming your way, America. I mean, frankly, I'm tired of this guy threatening our country over and over and over again. He is threatening you. He is threatening the United States. Mm -hmm. It is the most anti-American thing imaginable. And he does it repeatedly, like multiple times a day, threatens the United States of America, where if this were one post, from one Democratic Congressman. It would lead the news cycle every single day until yes. they resigned and rightfully so, by the way. But Trump does it and just like, oh, another day, I guess he's just being, that's Donald Trump being defiant out the there. Front showing, <laughs> the front runner showing his prowess and his, and his ability to fight back. I'm like, are you kidding me?
2: It's such a good point, Brett. I'm going to do my Navarro throughout the whole entire rest of this episode. Just basically, could you imagine, like forget the contents, like what was actually inside Fruit Snacks' post. Just imagine Biden retweeting an account called Fruit Snacks like multiple times a day. If Biden operated his social media to one one thousandth of how Donald Trump runs his social media account, the main the legacy media would be all over it, just crushing Biden for the way how un-American it is or or just how unpresidential it is left and right. And meanwhile, time and time again, True. they
0: seemingly <laughs> let you, Trump off the hook. Could you imagine, and Jared Moskowitz, Congress member Moskowitz said this, could you imagine if the Democrats called a witness to the January 6th committee hearings? And the witness was a indicted spy of the government of China, worked for the CCP and was an arms dealer for Iran and Libya. Could you imagine it would be 24-hour news coverage over and over and over again. Yet when the MAGA Republicans, do, oh, you know, they just they, they, just, they just do it. And every week, more fake whistleblowers, more fake whistleblowers. But that's why the rule of law is important. That's why- You know evidence- who
1: Navarro looks like? Uh, that's, I'm sorry. The, while I totally throw the show off uh, offline. I uh, remember that SNL sketch, Tim Calhoun, the Will Forte character, where he's like, I'm Tim Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> and he does the things that he speaks like that with his He's Kind of like a combination of that and like Dr. Evil. They always have these bizarre backgrounds too, right? They wear like the shirt that's 10 sizes too small, yeah. uh, like the the tight black yeah. shirts from the Tom Fitton collection. Uh, you know what they are, Brett?
0: The Tom Fitton, Baby Gap collection. They are the Austin Powers villains, like the parody villains of the James Bond villains. Yes. Like that is where they fall into the, the the script. But fortunately, special counsel Jack Smith knows what's up. As we talked about at the top of the show, one of the things Jack Smith is scrutinizing is this February 2020 meeting where Trump praised U.S. election security protections. And, and Jack Smith's office has asked... Many U.S. officials who were there about this February 2020 Oval Office meeting where then President Donald Trump praised improvements. To election security, according to multiple people familiar with this matter. This is a new story that just broke before we went live on CNN. In the meeting with senior U.S. officials and White House staff, Trump touted his administration's work to expand the use of paper ballots (laughs) and support security audits of vote tallies. Trump was so encouraged by federal efforts to protect election systems that he suggested the FBI and Department of Homeland Security hold a press conference with him so he could take credit for their work. Four people familiar with the meetings told CNN. So that's big news there. Also, ex NYPD boss Bernie Carrick, Bernard Carrick, who also worked under Rudy Giuliani, just turned over a trove of records to special counsel Jack Smith that the January 6th committee had not received because at that point Bernard Carrick was claiming attorney client privilege. One of the interesting things is that Bernard Carrick is represented by Tim Parlatori, who is representing Donald Trump, acquit in the case involving the theft of stolen records at Marlacco the same parlatory is representing Carrick so 2000 pages of material describing how Carrick looked into bogus Fraud allegations were now turned over to Special Counsel Jack Smith, and also, this is big news that I think has been underreported, but local Michigan press got the scoop that one of the indicted fake Michigan electors, remember how Dana Nessel, the AG of Michigan, indicted all of the fake electors? Well, one of them, Michelle Lundgren, says that an attorney for Trump and officials with the Michigan GOP party duped a lot of the fake electors into signing a blank P piece of paper which they later transferred onto the electoral certificate. So basically claiming it's a forgery of her signature that the Trump officials took her signature and then put it on the fake electoral certificate. Whether or not that is true or accurate, it is a very serious allegation and shows that they are all pointing fingers at each other. And Michelle Lundgren does not want to go to jail. I mean, we're talking about like 80 years in prison and Dana Nessel, the G is not messing around here, play this video of the story regarding Michelle Lundgren.
5: We were duped. Michelle Lundgren is the ninth name on the list of accused fake electors charged by Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel with eight felonies that carry up to 80 years in prison if convicted. Are you recording this? Yes. you're, You're being recorded. This morning, she gave me permission to record our phone conversation. Where she explains her version of how her name got on the list of 16 total co defendants in a scheme the attorney general alleges tried to steal Michigan's votes for Donald Trump. The scam was bigger than all of us. She says she was summoned to Michigan's Republican Party headquarters.
3: We were told to come. They needed us. And we went and we were, we were, we were given cake and coffee. We were called by a member of the Republican Party, be sure you come. We really need your help. I asked if my husband could come in. They said, no, no outsiders. And that became very alarming to me. This was kind of suspicious.
5: She and others were told not to take pictures. She says she and her fellow Republicans, whom she believed to be delegates, not actual electors, were asked to sign in on an index card. Even though she was told not to snap photos, she did. And she emailed them to me this afternoon. She says it proves someone took her signature, along with the others in the room, off a plain piece of paper and transposed them to an official federal election document.
3: We signed a f- sign-in sheet with our names. It fits right into the real elector ballot.
5: Also in attendance,
3: she says. We walked to the Capitol building with, it's all in the news, it's all in Google, with attorney Ian northam a trump attorney and we were not allowed in the building i was an innocent little bystander in this whole thing thinking i was doing my civic duty
5: michigan attorney general dana nessel says she's got proof these 16 michiganders deliberately and knowingly posed as electors you know what are those movies uh, where like
0: the bo- the people body swap were like the third graders become adults and like the adults become the third grader and they get 13 going on 30, like like the freaky friday, whatever, whatever those movies are. What if the MAGA Republicans are really just petulant third graders? Because the way they talk about these stories, you're like, that wasn't suspicious. Like they're really bad liars. And the way they tell the stories, you're like, what even the ones who are like governors, you listen to them, you're like, Well, so y- y- you'd still vote for him? So, yeah, 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 it's the vote for me. He's a Republican. Like, w- w- whoa, like, what, what, where are this stuff, where, where are this stuff coming from?
1: I'm just an innocent little bystander. Listen, I've been I'm, I'm, duped. I've been duped. <laughs> listen, I've been I, duped. You, and I like how she brings up the footage also of her and the other fake electors trying to walk in and try to submit the like you trying to submit the fake signatures like so at that point you didn't think there was something bad i am not sure. so sure i believe this woman i think they're all terrified i think they're all now looking inward at each other they're trying to shift the blame they are absolutely petrified of the real jail time that they are all facing and for one i am going to trust uh, Dana Nessel here over these uh people crying foul and uh, oh, but the magateers are, are, are sweet folks. Ooh. and uh, it's uh, quite, qu- quite uh, interesting to see these developments <laughs> and how they continuously try to shift the blame. and what do they do when the going gets tough? They point the finger at each other and they point the finger at
0: Donald. Trump. Right. And that is also not very good for Donald you're the Trump. rhino. You're the rhino. No, you're a bigger rhino. No, you are an actual rhinoceros. I mean, <laughs> that's I said. it is petulant, petulant third graders. But you know who loves it? Special counsel, Jack Smith. Jack loves it. Mad dog Jack Smith. mad dog Jack Smith, and all the pro-democracy oh. prosecutors. <laughs> we got a lot of show left to come, but first let's take a quick break. Jewelry is
2: having a big moment right now. And with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex Anani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com, that's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com, and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order. Let's stop cutting down trees to make toilet paper. Now it's true, humans are cutting down tens of thousands of trees every day just to supply the American need for toilet paper. And the worst part is that when we use trees for toilet paper, it's just one use and done. It obviously can't be recycled or reused, so it just goes straight into our water system. That's why I made the switch to real paper. Real is 100% bamboo. So we're using a plant that grows fast, can be harvested and regenerated, think like the grass in your lawn, and doesn't impact the entire ecosystems of forests. Reel is the best kind of eco-friendly product because it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing something to help the earth. In fact, it feels like an upgrade. It's shipped free to my door in plastic-free packaging and I could schedule it on a subscription so that it comes exactly when I need it. My favorite thing about Reel, without getting too personal, is that it's super comfortable in those sensitive areas. Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping in 100% recyclable plastic-free packaging. If you head to realpaper.com slash Midas and sign up for a subscription using my code Midas at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com slash Midas or enter our promo code Midas to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Let's make a change for good this year and switch to Real Paper. Real is a paper for the planet.
0: Alex and Ani, real, real made from bamboo. You know what bamboo is also, uh, you know, bamboo. You know, <laughs> Bambooza. Did, did we hit our membership goal? I, I'm seeing. Like I said, we hit it so quickly.
1: Salty has activated the Brett emoji. I wasn't Let's even go. sure what photo we were going with me, but this is a good one. I'm a, I'm good with this one. I'm, I'm loving seeing nice the work, Brett emoji. So, so
0: the way we see it, you know, like how in Mario, right? First you got the Koopa Troopers, and then you get the Mario. Next, so then, get so up. then you hit. The Ben emoji next to be there. Wow. I mean, how We're we going to have to top 500 memberships and the Ben emojis unlocked. You have to beat the level. Should it be a multi? You know, we got the Karen Friedman Agnifilo emojis also. Let's go. I think about this for
1: Thursday, but I think I think it could be a good Thursday plan. By the I way, Karen it, Freeman
0: Agnifilo just did an incredible hot take that we are going to be putting up on our channel very soon, where she goes through the complete kind of outline for what a prosecution of Donald Trump's going to look like. So Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. That is going to be great. I've watched it. It is like a home run. She's a top former prosecutor, used to be the number two at the Manhattan DAs, and she's joined by a very... Very special guest, but I won't say who that special guest Ooh. is. All oh, right. The DOJ wrote a very special letter, a letter I like a lot to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan. The MAGA Republicans called these fake whistleblowers last week that Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, these are people who work at the IRS and they claim that David Weiss, the Republican who Donald Trump appointed to be the top prosecutor in Delaware, that, that David Weiss was compromised. David Weiss has sent three letters, three, to Jim Jordan and other MAGA Republicans saying, no, I'm not compromised. I had full authority and y'all just don't understand things. You think that they're referring to special counsel status. I asked for special attorney status so that I could prosecute Hunter Biden in any state, and I was granted it. Merrick Garland told me, do whatever you want to do. Don't even come to me. You have full authority. That's what Trump's appointed prosecutor David Weiss is saying. But the way the MAGA Republicans tried to do this last hearing is they brought in Shapely and Ziegler knowing that ultimately David Weiss cannot testify yet because the case was still pending. That was also what was so pernicious about what they did, because they knew Weiss wasn't allowed to testify. But the DOJ heard all of this false testimony. And they are like, you know what? He's going to testify. Even if it's not wrapped up, we are going to make him available. And the Trump appointed prosecutor will tell you all that you're all committing perjury, that all of these witnesses are lying and they're a bunch of morons. They're a bunch of Freaky Friday third graders who are just liars and a bunch of idiots. And he's going to come in and say that they wrote a, pow-
5: <laughs> they
0: wrote, they wrote a powerful on the legal AF. Michael Popak was talking about like guitar heroes, justice. And he went into like a 30 second thing where he was like, and so Jack Smith's like, wow, And he goes, and he's like, and I'm not kidding. He's like, and then Tony Wells like, wow,
6: wow. And
0: he's like, Ben, back to you. I'm like Popac. I'm not gonna let that just slip like that. I said, but your justice guitar hero analogy is the perfect medicine for fascist Furbies. You know, it's like you get the MAGA Republicans. Barbie movie, Mr. Potato Head, Barbie movie. We don't like the green Eminem. I said, rock and roll is the medicine for MAGA Republican. Fascism. Oh, anyway, I, I digress. Let's pull up the <laughs> let's put let's pull up the letter for a second. It says, Dear Chairman Jordan, this responds to your letter to the Attorney General dated July 21, 2023, expressing continued interest in an individual ongoing criminal investigation and prosecution led by the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss. The Department of Justice appreciates the Committee on the Judiciary's acceptance of our offer for U.S. Attorney. David Weiss to testify at a public hearing before the committee. The department is ready to offer U.S. Attorney Weiss to testify shortly after Congress returns from the August district work period, as described more fully below. Across administrations, the department has long recognized its obligation to protect law enforcement work from even the perception of political interference, including from Congress. (laughs) I like that, including from Congress. Our longstanding principles and duty to take care that the law be faithful executed, require us to maintain the confidentiality of sensitive law enforcement information and to protect line attorneys and agents so they can do their jobs for the American people free from improper political pressures. These concerns are heightened while a matter is open and investigative steps, prosecutorial decisions or judicial proceedings are ongoing. At the same time, we are deeply concerned by any misrepresentations about our work, whether deliberate or Or arising from misunderstandings that could unduly harm (laughs) public confidence in the even handed administration of justice to which we are dedicated. The department therefore reaffirms U.S. Attorney Weiss's commitment to providing public testimony consistent with law and department policy to protect these principles. I'll go over more of the letter in a hot take I'm going to record after this live podcast, but that is how intelligent civil, law-abiding, law and order, people address issues. Not like Alina Habba goes, what is this, some old world stuff? This racketeering, oh, what, What? the Espionage Act? What, what is that about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want people to see like, the contrast here is clear, because it's not even a matter of politics. It would be like in an NBA game, the MAGA Republicans putting out someone who's never played basketball against LeBron James. That's what it would be like. And the version of that is in our government. Like setting aside which team you like or don't like, the MAGA Republicans are just putting highly unqualified idiots out there. Then again, they're also fascist, but they're also they're also not smart. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like intelligent human beings. And we just showed you that letter because I just want to show you that's how people who are engaged in civil discourse talk. They say, "Hey, you know, whether it was misunderstandings or deliberate, and while it's normal that we would maintain confidentiality, we need to make sure there's public confidence in in this process. And interference, whether it's coming from uh, politicians or other sources, we need to rebut it." Yeah, and
5: uh,
1: the Department of Justice, Democratic politicians—they they always give these Republicans just so much leeway, like like in, in that they go you know, we're just, we're deeply concerned about misrepresentations of work, whether they're deliberate or if they arise from misunderstandings, like, you know, like they don't <laughs> want to just directly call them out like that. It reminded me of the letter that, uh, was Jamie Raskin, uh, sent last week or a couple of weeks ago, who knows what time is these days <laughs> is together, uh, but about, uh, you know, Comer and Jim Jordan, uh, bringing in indicted Chinese, uh, spy uh, and, and using that to try to, uh, harm president Biden. and. And they were like, I'm sure – they said something similar, right? They were like, I'm sure this was all just like a misunderstanding. I I, I can't imagine you would on purpose uh, bring an indicted Chinese spy and trust their word and try to use an indicted Chinese spy and an illegal arms dealer in order to further your attacks on the president of the United States. You wouldn't engage in treasonous activity like that. that you would not do that. I am sure of it. <laughs> so let's share. Right. It's 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 like every time, but it's just the 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 level of intelligence that you see from these letters, from these seasoned prosecutors and frankly, from even these prosecutors, uh, not all the time, but uh, the ones with integrity who were brought on by Donald Trump, the rebutting of this Republican stupidity is it just makes the contrast so apparent and you really have the world's dumbest and most evil evil people right now <laughs> in charge of this Republican party. When you act like a
2: petulant child, you shouldn't be shocked when you get treated like a petulant child. So in those responses, Brett, to your point, it just feels like they're treating them like, like, the, like the child who forgot to do his homework the day in class. You, you didn't, you didn't mean to not do your homework. You're going to okay. do it tomorrow, right? <laughs> like that's, that's you know what, what I call, I call love, these yeah. gloves.
0: Yeah. I call these with all due respect. Wow, yeah. like when you, know, you sign you know off when, and eat, go
2: go well, for it. Well, you know
0: when someone says to you, well, with, with all due respect, they're really saying F you, right, like, yeah. like you really don't mean respect when you say with all due respect, <laughs> like you're basically telling me to go F myself when you say with all due respect. So it's just the department of, just, with, with all due respect.
1: Uh, right, the, the, curb, the, curb, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, episode uh, what was it, when he goes, that being said, Mm-hmm. Yeah, with all,
6: with all, with all due
1: be...
0: respect, right here, Jim Jordan. Uh, with all due respect, I got a little. Anyway, that's what he says. But also, the Department of Justice filed. Having a said that, health. the Department <laughs> of Justice. You know, look for for everyone. Look, I know, I know that there are a lot of Merrick Garland haters out there. Still, I think there's probably less now. But I mean, in terms of trying to do, you know, uh, I mean, he's prosecuted over a 1,000 insurrectionists. I thought the appointment of special counsel Jack Smith was the right move. I'll be in a little late, but yes, I thought it was the right move. And look, today, in addition to that letter going out, the Department of Justice also sued Greg Abbott in Texas. A federal lawsuit was finally filed after Greg Abbott was putting these floating barriers in the Rio Grande uh, River with uh, these buoys that was potentially Causing people to, you know, migrants to drown and asylum seekers to drown and barbed wire along the shores. Just so you know how extreme this policy was, it was actually proposed in the Trump administration in the Department of Homeland Security. But when they studied this issue, they thought the buoys and the barbed wire would likely result in so many deaths. That they even pressed pause and never actually implemented it. But here, not only is it just cruel and inhumane and illegal, but this is the province of federal government. And you see consistently these just Republican states just not following the law. You know, the same thing, Alabama, the Supreme Court said, you've got to redraw your congressional districts because of your unlawful racist gerrymandering. And what do they do? They just violate the law. They're supposed to put two congressional districts that are that are represented um, by African Americans in the population, and they didn't. They they redrew it so it was one. Literally, the Supreme Court says you need another minority district. And they're just like, no, we're not going to do it. You know, and here you've got Greg Abbott just saying, I don't care that this is the federal law. I'm just going to do it. Whatever. Go screw yourself, Biden. You know, and that's what he said. He basically said, go sue me. Go bring it to court because it's all a culture war, except this impacts people's lives this actually impacts people's lives in profound ways. And speaking about culture wars that have devastating impact on people's lives, you see that nowhere bigger and greater than Ron DeSantis. And to see Ron DeSantis just totally fumble right now is a sight to behold for what an evil person he is, all of the ridicule and embarrassment and shame he is receiving is certainly well-deserved and well-earned. He's someone who's going to be looked back as one of the worst Americans in history. Like He's Mm -hmm. going to be a cautionary tale, but we all in the pro-democracy community have to make it so. So Brett, give us some updates on some of the DeSantis disasters recently. If that's even his name, is it DeSantis, DeSantis?
1: He changes it every week. Who knows? (laughs) And as his back is against the wall, he continues to trot out more and more desperate and extreme stunts because his entire strategy seems to be uh, let's be like Trump and suck up to Trump. But at the same time, we're actually going to be run to the right of Trump and we're going to be more extreme and meaner than Trump uh, and nastier than Trump. And it's like, I don't know who the audience is. Like, if you remember the uh, quote unquote appeal of DeSantis to these right wingers like a year ago was what what, what was a common refrain you heard? It was never true. But what was a common refrain you heard? You heard, oh, he's like, she's like Trump without the baggage. She's like Trump without the baggage. It (laughs) turns out the guy's like even more incompetent than Trump. He's like more Evil than Trump somehow, like like he is trying to out Trump Trump in every single way, and the results are not quite working out in his favor with this strategy. You see him absolutely sinking in the polls, and some of these national polls, you're seeing Desantis and Vivek Ramaswamy tied to in the polls. Like that is how bad he is doing. When you look at South Carolina, uh, you have uh, him you have him behind Nikki Haley let's let's put that in perspective behind Nikki Haley and you have Tim Scott catching up to him. You have in Iowa, Tim Scott within five points of Ron DeSantis, and Trump's lead just continues to grow and grow and grow in this primary, which is both an indictment of the Republican Party. No, not those indictments, but an indictment of the Republican Party. And frankly, a good thing for the Democratic Party, um, who should welcome a fight against Donald Trump. Uh, You know, he's not winning over anybody with all the Criminality and indictments that are coming—that does not exist, yeah. despite what Kevin McCarthy uh, wants to tell you—and so you have DeSantis. This week, he—he uh, he got in trouble a few weeks ago. He released that bizarre fascist homophobic yet at the same time, kind of homoerotic video of uh, men with their shirts off. And it was an anti-LGBTQ attack ad, attacking Trump for a speech (laughs) he gave after the Pulse nightclub shooting. Like It was the weirdest, most disgraceful ad imaginable. And what they had done at the time was uh, the DeSantis War Room account, an official arm of the campaign, had Reposted a video from an account called Proud Elephant, which is a DeSantis supporter account. And then when the video went viral and they got a lot of backlash for that video, including from a lot of people within the Republican Party, they kind of distanced them. They didn't even distance themselves from it, but they tried to be like, "Oh well, it was a user-generated video. It wasn't an official campaign video. Like, like that makes it you no. Know, they basically
2: They basically said, I was just an innocent bystander, Brett. That's what they said. <laughs> exactly. That's what they I,
1: said. They said I, I was duped. I was duped. I was yeah, duped. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Friday. I was duped. <laughs> and what? <laughs> such. Okay. And, and and what do we find out now? A New York Times report is out now speaking about the troubles that the DeSantis campaign had. And it turns out that that advertisement uh, that went viral, that disgraceful advertisement was actually made by the DeSantis campaign. And they actually handed that video off to this random Twitter account to post so that they could act like it was an organic video. But it actually came within the DeSantis campaign. So they get over that, right? They get all the backlash in the world. Then this weekend, what do they do? The DeSantis campaign, a staffer reposts a video. And I will say as a video editor, the editing style of this video was identical, identical in my opinion, to the editing style of the video of that anti-LGBTQ video that DeSantis put out. But one to try to one-up himself, I guess. You have Ron DeSantis in this video actually putting Nazi imagery with inside the video. Like You cannot make this up. I'll pull up a clip right now. Um, This is a tweet from somebody named Luke Thompson who says that uh, the DeSantis, uh, they call this account DeSantis scams. That's the account that they use. Okay. I uh, just deleted this video after at least one campaign staffer on DeSantis' team retweeted it. I wonder if this was also made in-house. And if you could see, um, they are using an image of the sun wheel with DeSantis' face in it, a literal Nazi symbol within the video. So DeSantis just continuing to double down on this reprehensible behavior. And he's doing himself no favors by the way he's campaigning also. The campaign is suffering from an enormously high burn rate not right now. They are absolutely blowing through cash. And when you look at his election reports, his FEC reports, you see why. The campaign spent $279,000 at a Four Seasons in Miami. They made an $87,000 reservation at the Stein Erickson Lodge in Utah for a donor retreat. And the new story now every week, I feel like this is DeSantis' infrastructure week. It's time for a reboot. DeSantis is rebooting the campaign this week, but he can't get out of his own way. So immediately after making this big, big push, the DeSantis campaign, we're doing a big reboot. What's the first big thing that Ron DeSantis announces? We need to have the state of Florida investigate Bud Light because they once sent a few cans of beer to a transgender influencer. So we are going to have the state of Florida investigate the corporation of Bud Light because I, Ron DeSantis, did not like that. Um, I'll look for this clip. I know I have the clip of DeSantis here uh, speaking about it, but I'll, I'll find it in a second. But what are your thoughts on that, you guys?
2: I just want to say this: going back to the DeSantis cams account, they had they didn't realize it, but the way it's read, Brett, you're so right. It says DeSantis scams if you read it very quickly. So not <laughs> Is that it's supposed to be DeSantis cams. I think it's DeSantis cams, yeah. So it's so <laughs> like not very well thought out from uh, just some weirdo DeSantis. And Brett, you do bring up a great point because your video editing sort of style, like most people don't know this, but But because you're sort of in the studio as much as you are editing, you really do have a feel for if a video is similar, if a video is done by a similar editor or someone who has a very similar editing style. So that perspective that you gave there, that you believe that it's done, that video was done by the same one who made the the anti-LGBTQ ad is actually very interesting now knowing, confirmed that that ad came from the DeSantis campaign
1: they sure look very similar to me and let's hear ron desantis on fox just stammer through his explanation his announcement that he is planning on using the state of florida the government using the power of the government to punish a corporation for doing something that
6: he disagreed with we do have these shares uh, we believe that when you take your eye off the ball like that you're not following your fiduciary duty uh, to do the best you can for your shareholders so we're going to be launching an inquiry uh, about bud light and inbev and it could be something that leads to a derivative lawsuit uh, filed on behalf of the shareholders of the florida uh, pension fund because at the end of the day there's got to be penalties for when you put business aside to focus on your social agenda at the expense of hard-working people
0: by the way i think the inbev like the inbev stock you know is pretty much rebounded it's like at fifty-eight forty-three. i think before all of this, it was at like 59, you know, it's, but, but it's doing fine. The company's doing fine. Yet they continue to try to find new ways to attack private companies. This may lead to a derivative shareholder lawsuit over. I mean, what, are you're gonna file lawsuits now. I mean, these are the people who have been who have been trying to block class action lawsuits and block plaintiffs' lawyers, and they basically sue for everything. Everything they do is a total contradiction. It's all projection. It's all confession. And then Brett, I'm I'm also reminded, of course, the same week DeSantis rolling out the black history education curriculum in Florida that's requiring school in Florida, and this is what they're required to teach now, quote, personal benefits of slavery. Among the new standards, they state that students should learn that enslaved people, quote, develop skills that, quote, could be applied for their personal benefit. And DeSantis then doubled down on this policy. When he was asked about it, here we have this video of Ron DeSantis basically saying, well, yeah, you know, a slave could become a blacksmith. I mean, he, he, so horrific and so disgusting what these people are saying, play this clip.
6: Well, you should talk to them about it. I mean, I didn't do it and I wasn't involved in it. Um, but I think um, I think what they're doing is I think that they're probably going to show um, some of the folks that eventually parlayed. Uh, you know, being a blacksmith into, into doing things later, later in life. Um, But the reality is all of that is rooted in whatever is factual. They listed everything out. And if you have any questions about it, just ask the department of education. You can talk about those folks. But I mean, these were scholars who put that together. It was not anything that was, um, that was done politically.
0: He goes, I didn't know, I didn't do it. I mean, that's certainly not what a leader says. He's the one who is responsible for it. And then he gaslights and says, this is what the scholars are doing. No, it's your political appointees are taking away what the scholars want to do. And Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, Republican, who I disagree with on just about everything other than the fact that he's the only Republican primary candidate calling out Donald Trump in the presidential election. Here's what Chris Christie had to say about DeSantis. Play this clip.
5: I wonder what you think of this controversy and how it reflects on your party.
0: Well, I think two things, Margaret. First of all, I didn't do it and I'm not involved in it are not the words of leadership. Um, You know, look, Governor DeSantis started this fire with the bill that he signed, and now he doesn't want to take responsibility for whatever is done um, in the aftermath of it. And from listening and watching his comments, he's obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. Everything he said there is true. I mean, he's speaking the truth there. And, you know, he was a former United States attorney in New Jersey, top prosecutor in Jersey. And so he actually is a very kind of gifted orator. And unfortunately, he used that power to help anoint Donald Trump and to aid and abet a lot of Donald Trump, which in my book is completely unforgivable. But right here, he's actually at least speaking the truth about DeSantis and speaking the truth about Donald Trump. And we here want to speak the truth as well about Bidenomics. Bidenomics is winning a manufacturing boom is underway. You've got economists from banks like Morgan Stanley, who wouldn't be naturally running to President Biden's defense, saying that Biden's economic policies are driving an unexpected surge in the US economy. GOP talking points are getting destroyed one by one. Let's turn the page and take a look at some of the successes under the Biden administration that are demonstrated by Objective data and evidence. We'll take a look at that after this quick break. I have a big
2: family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi's a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting, plus it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week and it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience. No more leaking bags. Here's something cool too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment and make my life easier. And all the food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge, they go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right from the backyard. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. And by reducing the amount of food that I send to a landfill, I'm helping to do my part for this planet while also feeding my garden. Now, whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to L O M I dot slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this.
1: Welcome back to the Midas Touch podcast. We are, Jordy. we got to talk about Bidenomics, because as we speak about all the chaos of the Trump administration, as we speak about the complete and utter incompetence of the Republican Party, uh, there is actual objective data out there right now showing the progress that we are seeing in the economy. Ben, Bidenomics, why don't you lead it off and then I can break it down a little more.
0: Bidenomics, a manufacturing boom, has swept across the country in President Biden's two and a half years in office with the South and Mountain West, including several red states. President Biden's the president for all America, having especially strong growth, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics data. U.S. economy has added some 800,000 manufacturing jobs nationwide, a figure President Biden hopes will boost his claim to have delivered on his promise to be a president that creates jobs for all Americans. And just so you know, while the Department of Justice has their lawsuit against Texas and while Governor Greg Abbott of Texas is doing everything to try to harm the Biden administration, Texas is the top state for new manufacturing jobs with 86,000 new positions from January 2021 to May 2023. You know, Biden's not like Trump who goes, I'm going to retaliate and I'm going to screw Texas. That's not what he's doing. He's just focused on, hey, let's just get manufacturing jobs where we can get them. That's good. For America. Next comes California with 79,000 jobs, Florida with 37,000 jobs, which Ron DeSantis is trying to destroy by suing the companies, Ohio with 31,000, and Georgia with 29,000. Nevada had the greatest percentage increase at 15%, followed by Montana at 11%, Wyoming at 10%. Morgan Stanley, meanwhile, is very bullish on the economy. Morgan Stanley is crediting President Joe Biden's economic policies with driving an unexpected surge in the U.S. economy. That is so significant that the bank was forced to make a sizable upward revision to its estimates for U.S. gross domestic product. Biden's Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is, quote, driving a boom in large-scale infrastructure, wrote the chief U.S. economist for Morgan Stanley in a research note released at the end of last week. In addition to infrastructure, quote, manufacturing construction has shown broad strength, she wrote. And I did a video earlier today that we put on the Uh, YouTube page, where all of these MAGA Republicans were saying that the Infrastructure Act and Inflation Reduction Act was going to cause more inflation. They are all on record. Every one of these MAGA Republicans said the Inflation Reduction Act would create more inflation, and it acted as a tax on all American people, and it was going to lead to a loss of jobs, harm the economy, increase inflation. Okay, that has not happen. you know. Now the MAGA Republicans say, well, Biden had nothing to do with it. Y'all all predicted that things were going to get worse because of it. But just like their trickle-down economics and just all of their theories, oh, we're state's rights, oh, we're strict constructionists, they just create whatever label it is to justify their extremist position. So in the past, they use their labels to try to conceal the extremism. Right now, you've just got Trump posting QAnon images, right? It's just outright all out there for us to see. But they used to basically be like, oh, it's a trickle down economics. It has come up with a label. And then they would tell us that trickle down was working when like, it never worked. Like, Even since it was rolled out with Reagan, the concept never works. And by the way, it is incredibly offensive. Okay, trickle down, let's give all of the billionaires all of the benefits so that they don't pay their fair share. The billionaires should basically get the benefits of socialism. Create socialism for billionaires, fund them, bail them out because under the theory of trickle down that the Republicans espouse, maybe these billionaires will grace us. Basically, with the trickling down of their whatever, just trickle down, just a little trickle, trickle,
5: trickle, trickle. trickle.
0: I mean, and just, just think about like how offensive of a concept yeah. that that is. That that will, we'll hopefully, please, sir, can you please trickle it down? I'm, it's like wh- what, what are you <laughs> like? It's like it, 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 it. it, it like no how how about you you know it's like if you were to speak with like a worker and really break it down with someone you know who's now getting these jobs that you know Bidenomics is producing all right here's what i can do i can give the benefit to you directly i can help you and your family get a house make sure you can pay a mortgage i'm going to pr- i'm going to look out for you the working class person that's option 1 option 2 I can give the money to Elon Musk and I can give him all of the benefits. And hopefully if Elon Musk in his drunken stupor maybe buys a new social media company and bankrupts it and then rebuys a new company and then bankrupts it and then goes, maybe he will buy a yacht and perhaps that yacht will have workers on it. And perhaps you will be the beneficiary of some of those workers traveling to Montana. So which, what do you prefer? Should we, which of those theories do you like? And what Biden's always talking about is look, I'm I'm bottom up, I'm middle out, I'm middle up. Like I wanna focus on the workers. I wanna Mm -hmm. focus on the 99.9%. That doesn't mean that's anti-capitalist. Biden's like, I believe there could be billionaires. I believe there could be decam- that's fine. Let them just pay their fair share, their fair share. They shouldn't be paying less taxes, total taxes than a school teacher or a firefighter or a construction worker. That is insane. And MAGA Republicans, in, if, if, if they have any theory and belief at all, other than singing jingles with the January 6th insurrectionists, believe that we need to create more socialism for the billionaires, bail them out, save the billionaires. The billionaires, thin blue billionaire line, you know, like (laughs) like they need to come to the billion, you know, and it's like, what are you even talking about? The, The billionaires are doing quite okay, all right? After their fifth house, their second jet, their third, you know, yacht, I I think they're doing okay right now where we can focus on helping all of the hardworking Americans who wake up and just hope that they can have enough money to support their damn families. And the Republicans are against that. Like, how is there even argument to what I just said? And the way they do it is they don't. You know what they do? Barbie movie, Mr. Potato Head. LGBTQ this. They're coming for your bathrooms. They're coming for you. That's what they do because they have no legitimate argument to what they believe in, if it's anything at all. And even Even though
1: it's not political and it's not something I want to dive too deep into, I think it does say a lot about the actual influence or lack thereof of these Republicans who just say all this crazy stuff for retweets, or I don't know what they're calling it, the re I don't know what the hell Elon Musk is calling this app anymore. But they went all in on their hatred of this Barbie movie, right? And it's one of the most successful movies of all time. And not only is it one of the most successful movies of all time, but The reports that are coming in about the box office numbers are showing that he was even more popular in red states, Barbie, than it was in blue states comparatively with Oppenheimer, which is also interesting. And it just goes to show you, though, in a way, it's a microcosm of just how absolutely out of touch these people are with the American people who just want to go out and about, live their lives, be able to earn a decent wage, be able to go to the movies with their family be able to enjoy their free time, get jobs that pay well. These are things that all Americans want and they could try to distract all they want, but the data duh, the data don't lie and mm-hmm. they, you know, you start to see why they need to craft these alternate realities because the current reality just simply is not going too well for them. And one by one, you see these Republican talking points get absolutely obliterated. What was the big thing Republicans were going on about as we went to the 2022 midterms? Crime, 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 crime. They tried to push the crime narrative nonstop. Meanwhile, you have homicides down 9% in the first year. Half of this year over the same period of last year, according to a study of 37 major cities from the Council on Criminal Justice. Meanwhile, what's something else that Republicans have been speaking? Sorry, the
0: violent crime point, though too. One of the psyops that Elon Musk uses Twitter for on these for you page thing is when you turn it on, and a lot of these right wing controlled media sources like Fox even as well, they put on these videos they of show just you the like violence and dystopia and they throw it to you. And by the way, some of the stuff a lot of the stuff one happened a very long time ago. A lot of the stuff isn't even in this country. They provide no context for what it is, but they just feed you these images to try to suck you into their echo chamber and it's just a tactic that they use. I'll throw it back to you. I mean, they were using
1: it since the uh, the Trump campaign. I mean, before this as well. But remember, during the Trump campaign, there was that uh, infamous ad that we had mocked ruthlessly, which was a Trump ad that said, uh, "This is America under Joe Biden's America," and they showed all this violence um, in the streets and that was all footage that happened under Donald Trump's presidency. Quite literally, yeah. it was Donald Trump's America. But anyway, you have violent crime coming way down. What's another thing the Republicans have constantly been pushing and fear-mongering over? The border, the border, the border. They said, you take away Title 42, It's going to be, their words, invasion. There's going to be an invasion and they are coming. You had the news media standing outside of the border with their cameras waiting for the invasion. You had Fox cutting to the border with a ticker, a time counting down till Title 42 would be rescinded. Time till the invasion begins what happens when Title 42 goes away. In fact, you have an incredible drop in border crossings. You have much fewer illegal immigration in the country, and now you have illegal border crossings dropping to the lowest level in over two years. In over two years. Remember, you had people like Kevin McCarthy, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, you name it in the Republican Party calling to impeach Joe Biden over the theoretical invasion that never ended up happening. They were calling for his impeachment because they are idiots and they call for it. They're still it. calling
0: for Mayorkas' impeachment over the thing that didn't happen. We, we, need, we
1: need to impeach Mayorkas. It's 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 crazy, but you know, as uh, you know, as a phrase they used to like to say, "Yeah, the Ben Shapiro's of the world that facts don't care about your feelings." But it's not something that they seem to be able to internalize. The facts, the data, just does not align with the crap that they are spewing. Inflation, the next one, obviously, inflation affects all Americans. It's something that everybody is struggling with. It is something that countries all over the world have been struggling with high inflation, but the US has handled it the best. Inflation has now retreated to below 3%. The US has the lowest inflation of all the G7 nations, while there are other countries out there, a lot of our allies out there that are still struggling from high inflation. and This is also you know, by design. This is because of the policies that President Biden has implemented, policies that every single step of the way, you had the Republicans saying, this is actually going to increase inflation. This is actually going to make things worse for Americans. They've literally been wrong about every single thing along the way. So Republicans one by one losing every single one of their talking points, never stop them from weaving a phony narrative. But when you look at those top issues for some people out there on inflation, on the border, on crime, they're all actually being managed very, very well. You could tell your uncle who watches Fox. Guess what? <laughs> Actually, all that stuff is way, way, way down. And meanwhile, President Biden continues to make strides in the judiciary. Um, we are learning. I think the one, I hate to say benefit, but the one kind of pseudo benefit of Donald Trump being such a criminal and of these Republicans being such a crimin- such criminals is we've really gotten to learn about the legal process in this country. We have all received an incredible legal education. And a lot of thanks right here to Ben and to Karen Friedman Agnifolo and to Michael Popak. It became and- a full
0: time job. I-, I had to be like, all right, my job <laughs> as a litigator. I'll see you later. I got it. It takes a full time job to keep up with it.
1: Yeah. And we're seeing the importance, though, of these judges out there, of these federal judges that are appointed by the president. And we've seen time and time again, these Trump appointed justices who uh, were told at the time that they were actually completely unqualified for the roles, but Donald Trump, the Republicans didn't care. They just wanted to get people in these positions who were as young as possible and who are as extremist as possible so that they could uh, basically put forth their agenda for decades and decades and decades to come. But I'll give you a stat right here. President Biden just had 140 federal judges confirmed. That is more judicial confirmations than President Trump, Obama. George W. Bush. Up to this point in their presidencies, uh, one Supreme Court justice, obviously, 36 Circuit judges, 103 district judges, and he's reshaping the judiciary to better reflect the way that the United States of America actually looks, which is important when you have cases in front of judges. You want to make sure that there is enough diversity that is representative of the population. And you have 66% of the confirmed federal justices by President Biden. Being women 66% people of color he has confirmed more black women to supreme courts to circuit courts than all other presidents combined 13 to 8 all other presidents combined. These are absolutely incredible strides in the judiciary. Remember, these are lifetime appointments. And so it is absolutely huge news that he continues to make this a priority um, of his administration. You know, I think uh for, for too long, Democrats have overlooked the judiciary.
0: Couldn't agree more. And of course, we've got the Ohio Constitutional Amendment guaranteeing access to reproductive services that I talked about earlier in the show. A new USA Today Suffolk University poll of Ohio shows the amendment guaranteeing access to reproductive services backed by a double digit margin, 58% to 32%, and significant support crosses partisan lines, including a third of Republicans and a stunning 85% of independent women. And when I look at data like that, that data set is not making its way really into the public discourse kind of writ large the power of independence, that independence in Republican leading states are like outgrowing the Republican party in those states. Like soon in Arizona, there will be more independents than Republicans. And those independents have been voting with pro-democracy, with Democrats. And as I always say, the pro-democracy community, I view it as Democrats, independents, people not affiliated with political parties. If you're a liberal, if you're a progressive, regardless, you know, as long as you're not a MAGA Republican, if you're a, if you're a conservative, like a true conservative, mm-hmm. you know, someone like Judge Ludwig, right? Former 4th Circuit Court of Appeal judge who testified, like as conservative as you get, like worked for Justice Scalia, worked for Justice Berger. They called them like litigators because he put all these conservative judges onto the court. He was like the youngest 4th Circuit Court of Appeal judge at the age of 37. He was appointed by George H.W. Bush. He worked for Reagan. I mean, you're talking about like the most conservative person. And he's out there basically saying Republicans are complicit, are equally as guilty as Donald Trump. And when you see Judge Luddick saying that, like as a law student, it is so significant and it is so important, I think, that this pro-democracy community, because the threat is so existential, be welcoming, open our arms to people who care about democracy, whenever these MAGA Republicans wake up and get out. And I'm told, oh, you're preaching to the choir, preaching to the choir. I really am not. Really, I'm not. First off, I like to have a very loud choir, number one. You want your choir to sing louder than the other choir. So yes, having a loud choir is very important. But if you look at the videos we do, if you look at all of the comments, if you look up generally the data we have of the Midas Mighty community, It is a lot of former Republicans. It is a lot of Independents. It is a lot of people who are not affiliated with political parties who go, I just want compassion. I want intelligence. I don't want this Freaky Friday third graders, petulant third graders in adult bodies like making rules. More seriously, I don't want fascists. I don't want QAnon people i don't want donald trump i don't want criminals i want thoughtful intelligent compassionate people i want normalcy i want normalcy i want normalcy and i don't want these mega republicans taking away my freedom and threatening our country that's the base that's the midas mighty that's the pro-democracy community I like that. We'll have disagreements. It's okay to disagree. If we don't agree on every issue, that's that's normal. But fundamentally, we agree We agree about our democracy. Jordy, I love the emoji challenge. I want to thank everybody for those emojis. The Brett emoji, a clear hit. We may have Might to do 300 undefeated. to 500 memberships for the Ben emoji. We got that character. You, you, think, you,
2: you think you got that type of juice, B?
0: I think I got to do it over a number of episodes. We got to kind of build. (laughs) We got to build to that goal, but we may refine that uh, offline. Everybody, check out store.bitestouch.com. We got the best pro democracy gear, 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. Another way you can support the Midas Touch network by getting the Midas Touch gear. Get your gear now, gear up. I love seeing people out and about when I go to crowded spaces wearing the Midas touch gear. It warms my heart when I see Midas mighty out there. It's so great. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. So so hit subscribe right now. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Uh, But also subscribe. What are you doing? What are you doing? Also subscribe to the audio podcast as well. And for those who just listen on audio, subscribe to the YouTube, please. Make sure you're subscribed on both channels. It goes a long way to help this program. And the most important thing you can do, whether or not you could, you could do one, if, if you join our Patreon, you know, but but the most important thing, go to patreon.com slash touch if you want to join our Patreon. We got great features there, including we're going to do a um, a Zoom chat very soon. We just scheduled the Zoom chat. This Friday. We, this Friday. This you Friday. can meet, You can meet us. Go to patreon.com slash touch. That's different than the YouTube membership. Um, And that supports the growth of this network, but no worries if you can, but we'd love to meet you on Friday. So make sure you're a member of Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas touch. But the most important thing you can do is just share the Midas touch community with people. Like we have less than 470 days to go into the general election. So every day is important. And if you just share this with one or two people that, you know, whether that's a family member, a friend, a coworker, colleague, neighbor whoever, just share it with them and just say, hey, you think you might like this. They, they, they go over the data. They give a lot of information. It's kind of different from what you'll see on large media networks. And they back it up with proof and evidence. That goes a long way. That's the best way that you can help is by bringing people to this network. And we know that you do it. And we're so grateful for you sharing this network. So just text a friend or a coworker or a colleague or family members, put it in plural, as many people as you can would go a long way. And then also make sure those people are registered to vote. That's most important. Make sure they're registered to vote. Make sure they know the stakes. Make sure they're going to vote for our democracy. And then finally, I want to thank all the Midas Mighty out there, I am so grateful for all of you. I really am. Like I wake up every single day and regardless of, there's a lot of work to go through. There's a lot of work that goes into the research and the videos, but it really doesn't feel like work at all. Like this feels like being with family every day. This feels, because I mean, my brothers are here, but also because of all of you, <laughs> this, feels <like> being, <laughs> this feels like being with friends and this pro-democracy community that you all built that we're equally a part of, is just something that's so special. It, it, it warms my heart. I wake up every morning just ready to go, ready to fight for our democracy, and it's because of all of you. There's no community like it, with the compassion, the intelligence, the support of each other, and that's why the community continues to grow and grow and grow. And so thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. Like you are the best and we're so grateful for you and your contributions and what you specifically do every single day for your family for your job for this country thank you thank you thank you we'll see you next time on the midas touch podcast thank you all so much for watching jordy take it away
2: shout out to the Midas my day